Hey, what's up, folks? It's Ken Ledesma here with a new episode of TNE, the Nirvana Experience. All right, so look, this one been a long time coming because uh, I had a lot of people over the course of a couple of days uh, ask me questions and stuff like that. And I, and I figured that I write the questions down and the people who asked me, I was going to, you know what I'm saying, uh, address them on the, on the, on the show. Uh, so we finna get into it. So this is more like a, a Q and A. All right. So, uh, my cousin, the first question is it's seven, it's seven or eight. No, it's seven. It's seven questions. And my cousin asked me the first one. So it's a, what made you want to start a podcast? I talked about this plenty of time, but I don't think I ever wanted to deal with it. Um, all right, so believe it or not, I used to watch The Breakfast Club a whole lot. And I used to like the type of shit that Charlemagne used to say back then. Uh, when he was an asshole and being mean for no reason and shit, they used to fascinate me and, and, and make me laugh. And I always used to picture myself, you know, giving interviews to folks, doing some similar shit to, like, like that. But then I had to realize that's his shit. Like, like that's what he do. Um... Uh, I want to do what I do. And you know what I'm saying? I'm not the, I never claimed to be the most entertaining person or the most smartest person or like that. I always just found it fascinating to get behind a microphone and actually hear people. I mean, actually see that people listen to what you got to say, no matter what, how, what it is or how crazy it sounds, you still have an audience and they're always captivating me. And I always like, I'm like, man, Brett, if he can do it, I can do it. Like I always feel like, if I see a person do something, I really believe that I can do it. So, except for like stuff like dancing and stuff like that, like innate talent, you know, I don't have the the talent to be a good dancer or singer and stuff like that. So I don't think I can do that. But when it comes down to stuff like being in media and stuff like that, I saw Charlemagne do it. I'm like, I can do that. And then I started going back and like looking at old Howard Stern and stuff. I started watching him uh his style of interviewing and stuff like that and i like i said i just got fascinated with being i don't want to say i'm a journalist because i don't interview people or nothing like that but yeah that's 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 what drove me to do a podcast and i was like you know what i remember like back in 2018 early 2019 i had kind of uh the with this shit. i was like hey man we, we can go and make us a podcast and talk about stuff Shit, excuse me, y'all. Uh, talk about stuff and hit, like let people listen to what we got to say because I believe that we can say stuff to have a conversation going and stuff like that. So, and, you know, he was like, we can prove that everybody ain't always on some, some dumb shit and stuff like that. So that pretty much what made me want to start a podcast. Now, fast forward until last year, uh, 2023, like I said, uh, and and uh, 2K24, the year it goes, I was like, man, I just started, it's just something in me that started becoming, like, obsessed with starting my own show, like, starting, like, TNE. And that shit, like, it just took a life of its own. Like, it started consuming me, like, sleeping and eating and thinking about it all the time. Like, man, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with this shit. But, yeah, that's, that's what really made me want to start a podcast. I just want to get an audience and have people to hear what I had to say. Like I said, I always found that fascinating. Um, 
right, so a friend of mine, um, he asked me not to, you know, say his name for whatever reason. So I'm gonna I'm gonna listen. But he asked me, why do you give so much credit to your friend? And he talking about Jay. It ain't that I get that man credit. Is that well well, I do give him credit, but it ain't because like how can I say this? Um, how can I say this? It ain't that I'm giving him credit. I'm just giving him his just due. It's basically the same thing. Cause like I say all the time, this nigga started the show with me. Like it's his show just like his mine. And I'm like, man, what the fuck? Like he the one who really like pushed me over the edge to, to even start the Nirvana experience. I see it all the time. And uh it, it it won't be right. Like like it 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 morally won't be right if I didn't like always give James his 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 credit. Cause like who's to say that T and E like within this year or next year or sometime in the future that T and E just like blow up and become a big thing. And then I'll just, I just take all the credit and uh, I'm like, I did this all on my own and all the time shit. That shit want to be right. And, uh, and God won't look at me like he'll like, I get punished for it because I'm, one, I'm not doing the right thing by my brother. So it ain't that, like I said, I give him credit. Like I, he get what he deserved. Like, and then, you know, by him not being on the show every week, uh, by him not being on the show every week, shit. I might as well be the one that said for him. So he won't have to say it. And that's what that's what that's what a lot of people get misconstrued. They're like, um, I say all the time. Don't nobody make it on their own. Even the richest person in the world didn't make a million dollars or a billion dollars by themselves. It's always a team, it's always got somebody working with them or for them. Like it's 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 always other people involved. And uh, what happened is a lot of folks don't acknowledge the people that helped them get to the point where they're at in their life. And they start getting the big head and start feeling like they're untouchable because of like, especially if they come into power and influence and money and they get, they get to a point where they be like, man, I did this shit all by myself. I ain't have no help and none of this shit, but in reality you did. And I never, I never do him like that for the simple fact this wasn't even his dream to even start a podcast. He was just being a, a good friend helping me out. And just off that alone, like, this nigga helped me start doing stuff to help me achieve my dreams and stuff. So I I always get this man the credit he deserves. Um, uh, the third question, asked by the same person, it said, do you think your friend take TNE as serious as you do. When he asked me that, I was like, hmm. And I had to think for a second. I was like, man, of course he do. The reason I say James take the Nirvana experience serious, bro, anytime you take money and put it into a project and you take time out of your day to make theme songs and post on TikTok and all the other shit, bruh, you got it, like, you, you like what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it won't be no question about it. It, it really ain't no question about it. That nigga, he take, he take the Nirvana experience as serious, just as serious as I do. If not more serious, because he the ones on the end of the socials and against, like, getting the interaction going with the people and stuff. Bruh, 
all I do is get on the mic and talk. That's all I do. Get on the mic, talk. I mean, I, I do other shit behind the scene, but not as much as James do. So I, I, I really believe that he, he takes the Nirvana experience just as serious as I do. And um, he even said that he even from the start of Patreon where he doing his own side thing that fall up under the umbrella of TNE. So, yeah, this man, he take it serious. And uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, James while, while, while I'm on him. So over the last past couple of days, uh, I've been going through some stuff personally. And he been knowing exactly what to say to me at the right time to say it. As far as showing me scriptures to look at, as far as showing me what I like, as far as telling me what I need to hear and not what I want to hear, and that's that's what us as men we need to hold each other accountable, and then when we fall down, we need to help each other up, and that's what he been doing lately. Because like I said, I, I deal with personal issues; it's nothing serious and nothing like that. But my lifestyle, the way I live. Um, according to scripture and stuff, I can't, I can't do certain things, and it, and without me being punished for it and everything like this. Like it's, I'm, re- I'm very spiritual when it come down to the scripture. And finding demons every day because we got to realize, like, even though we in America, like America is demonic, demonic like a motherfucker. Like every like everywhere we turn, everywhere we look, they always trying to throw some sex in your face. They always trying to like throw weakness in your face. But I remember the good old days of Vine, the early days of Twitter. You was able to get on there and just look at funny stuff. Like I remember when TikTok like when 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 it went from being uh uh because you know at first it was musically the, the app musically then they switched over to TikTok. I remember when it first became TikTok. And I was on there. It wasn't nothing but straight funny shit, like like people like making jokes and doing creative funny skits and stuff. Bro, now Twitter is plagued with OnlyFans girls and porn and everything. And TikTok, they be pushing the boundaries to what these girls be pushing the boundaries with, like they be almost borderline naked and stuff like that. And I be having to like shield myself from that shit. Uh, same thing with Twitch. Like I get on Twitch to watch Maximilian do. You know he my favorite streamer. Him and uh Ares, avoiding the puddle. Uh, you know I get on Twitch to watch the old dude stream, and on the little on the little preview, like on the main channel, like on the main page when you first go to Twitch, uh uh uh, you see girls with 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 big boobs, with they daring it out. And they just sitting there just bouncing, talking about subscribe. Like, we will do this and this. If I get a certain amount of subscribers, I'm like, damn, bro. Like, look, kids be on Twitch and all that type of shit. So, like, it be like, I be, I be fighting, fighting like spirits and shit to get my spirit right. And uh, Jay, he be right there helping me out. Like, he was smacking me with scripture yesterday. And he hit me with something this morning. I woke up to that man sending me stuff I need to uh, read. And every time he sends me something, I, re- I read it. And I'd be like, damn. And um, 
like a situation that came up with me and another person in my job and all the type of stuff. I want using, I want being wise and using the best of judgment. And uh, he knocked some some sense back into me. And uh, well, let's just say I finally got some sense knocked into me, and he got the scripture to prove it. And besides, like just what you need you need people that you have you ever heard the expression you are the company you keep like if you be around per- people who don't want to do none or accomplish nothing in life you gonna be right along with them not accomplishing nothing if you're around people who are always negative and always got something crazy to say or crazy to do or like always down and out and always being mean and shit, eventually those traits are gonna rub off on you and you'll be that way too. So that's why I try to surround myself with people like even though my core group of my friends, now one of them are alike, but all on similar. You know what I'm saying? All I wanna do something in life, all I wanna be somewhere. All I wanna everybody wanna accomplish something. So that's what that's what I, I surround myself with. People who wanna accomplish something, don't wanna just work for people they whole life and stuff like that so like yeah man to put a to put a pin in it um yeah james he take the nirvana experience just as serious as i do i i really believe that um we never actually had that type of conversation before but his actions speaking like he be sending me like the promos he be doing and he be showing me the promos he be showing he be showing me some everything he be doing it all on his own like without me even having to say nothing, and he even volunteered to do this shit. Like I never asked James to be like, "Hey man, you you'll promote this on TikTok." He wasn't uh, like and did this himself. Like the stuff that we got going on, he he took the initiative and did this shit himself for the Nirvana experience. So like, yeah, he take he 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 take it serious. I believe he take it serious. All right, let's get back to these questions. I got a coworker. She trying to get into uh doing her own thing with the podcast stuff like that. And she asked me, she was like, um, what what you use to record TNE? I said this before. I got a microphone that was thirty five dollars, come with a pop filter and everything. It's called the Fee Fine microphone. They got a bunch of variation. All you gotta do is just plug that joint in your computer, and that's it. Um, I use uh my computer to record on podcast so that's what i'm doing now um and i got a headset that i bought four years ago uh a gaming headset yeah about four years ago and i used it as my uh as my as my headphone so it won't pick up no feedback and nothing like that and that's what i that's basically what i use to record tne right now and i got this i got this webcam uh starting season five I'm gonna start doing video and audio for the Nirvana Experience podcast. So, uh, my uncle he finna give us like give me and Jay some 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 webcams, and you know he'll have him one, I have me one, and we'll just you know we'll we'll be able to record the video and stuff like that, and I put, we'll be able to post it on different socials and stuff like that. Um, my sister number five. This is the fifth question. My sister asked me. Are you gonna talk about religion on your podcast? When we when she asked me that, she was like, she was like, hey, she was like, bro, you gonna talk about 
religion and shit on your podcast. And I thought about it. I touch on uh, religion on TNE, but me personally, nah, I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna really talk about religion for real, for real. Um, I talk about my relationship with God. I talk about what I believe in and stuff like that. But as far as me going and talking about uh, different religions and they practices and all that type of stuff, nah, I ain't gonna. I'm I'm not gonna get into that. Um, the reason being is I want people to come to the Nirvana experience to listen to us talk eventually when I get this stream and stuff up and running, watch us play games and just have conversations, just talk. I, I, I made, I made the Nirvana. I want the Nirvana experience to be like somewhere where you can escape your issues for like an hour when you don't have to worry about religion or nothing like that. Like, I ain't gonna say that forget about God or nothing like that, but sometimes everybody needs a point in their life where they just need to unwind and just have entertainment. And that's what I want to, that's what I want to be for people. You know what I'm saying? Um, me having the relationship I have with the most high God, I'm not going to ever say forget about him because every time you look around, you go outside and look outside, you reminded of him. Cause he created everything. When you look at yourself in the mirror, you, you get reminded as to God. So I ain't going to never say forget about God, but I just say, don't worry about your problems for a little bit. And just enjoy me having a conversation with certain people and doing certain things and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, why am I yawning? But yeah, I ain't gonna get too deep into religion. Same thing with politics. All right, so this the year that um the presidential campaign really starts. A new president gets selected this year. Uh, let's see. Let me make sure I'm on my computer. No, I'm, I'm make sure because I don't want to say nothing crazy. Okay, yeah. So this is the year that people, you know, uh, this is gonna be a new president elected. Uh, so from my understanding, you know, I keep up with it a little bit. I, I try not to get too deep into politics, but I want to keep up with what's going on. So right now, like for people who don't know, uh, it's more than just the Democrats and the Republicans. You got, you got, you can run independent, uh, the Tea Party, like it's all t- different uh, parties you can run. Uh, but for right now, what I'm looking at on the New York Times uh, website, it say who's running for president in 2024. So right now, and for the Democrats, it's Joe Biden. Uh, who is this? Uh, what the fuck? Joe Biden. I don't know who this is. How am I trying to get y'all information, but I can't even figure out who and they trying to make me you know what i'm gonna do it like this we finna we finna do it the smart way we finna do it the smart way we 
We finna do it the small way, y'all. Thank you. Bear with me. Bear with me. Okay. So, the 2024 presidential candidates for the the GOP, which is the Republicans, you got Donald Trump. Everybody know who that is. Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and I think I think I think that's it. I really think that's it for the Republicans. Yep, that's it. Then for the for the Democrats, you have you have Joe Biden. Uh, who is who is this lady right here? Like everything is just popping up on my screen while I'm trying to read to y'all, and it's crazy. This was this was throwing me off, and I know I sound crazy. Okay, here we go. So the Democrats, all right, Joe Biden, you know the sitting president right now, he running again. Marianne Wilson, uh, Dean Phillips. I think that's it for the for the Democrats. Then you got. Like I said, the independent people, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., you got Jill Stein, Cornell West, and that's it. But, uh, you know, some people have dropped out so far, uh, like, you know, former Vice President Mike Pence, you know, he, he dropped out. He was trying to run for president, but, you know, that shit didn't work out for him. But, uh, yeah, what made me start talking about the presidency shit? Oh, the, uh, we talking about the religion. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna touch it. I'm like when they really start like narrowing down the the the, the main people who running for presidency. That's when I'm gonna start covering the, covering it on the Nevada experience. But I really don't get too deep into politics and stuff like that because uh, I feel like that a lot of politicians are crooked and a lot of shit don't be true anyway. So I try not to get involved in that shit but i still keep up with what's going on like certain laws getting passed and executive orders getting passed i keep up with it because i need to know what's going on and side note uh a couple of weeks ago we did an uh, episode with jay jamal and he was you know going into his conspiracy and stuff about the movie um ever since then i don't know what it is but ever since then ever since bro did that episode I've been seeing a lot of conspiracy theories coming up about everything, bro. Like for instance, so I don't know how many of y'all watched Ed, Ed and Eddie growing up. It was a cartoon that came on Cartoon Network, right? It's about three dudes, three boys. They named Ed. So you got Ed, then you got Double D. His name is Ed with two Ds. Then you got Eddie. He's just an Ed with the Y at the end. So all three of them was best friends, and they grew up in a suburban, a suburban um, city. And they lived in a cul-de-sac with like some middle upper class people and all the kids knew each other in the neighborhood and they just have different adventures every day and uh eddie he was the leader of them and he always came up with like schemes and stuff to make quarters and stuff so they can go to the candy shop and get jawbreakers and stuff like that so they'll have them kids have vivid imaginations and everything so you had eddie and eddie 
Then you had Nash. She was a girl that a lot of boys like. You had Rolf. He was a uh, a kid from the third world country who had a farm and goats and animals in his backyard. Then you had uh, Johnny, who was a black kid whose best friend was a plank. Like literally, his his best friend was a, a piece of wood named Plank. Um, uh, you had Sarah. Sarah was Ed's baby sister who had a temper. Then you had Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy was a kid who was more of on the feminine side and probably part of the LGP, LGBTQ community during that time period. And he was Sarah's best friend. Uh, who am I forgetting? You had the Canker sisters, all three of them, like all three of the Eds. Um, so it was just a, a gang of kids. And the theory, hold on, let me read about it because I, I don't want to misquote it. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. That was the first thing that popped up. As soon as I typed in Ed and Eddie. As soon as I typed in Ed and Eddie, the first thing that popped up was the theory. All right, so. Here's the, this is the gist of it, right? According to the, the Ed and Ed theory, it, it points out that the kids who are, uh, who uh, live in the cul-de-sac, all of them are dead in reality. And they and they and they lives they leave uh they live that they live there take place in like purgatory. So here go a summary of it. It said according to the theory, the children of the cul-de-sac hail from different eras spanning from nine from the early nineteen hundreds to the early two thousand. It said this would this would explain why the year for the show is very hard to pinpoint and and also why there aren't any adults in the show. Like you don't see no grown people in Eddie and Eddie at all, like none. So it say that Rolf, the dude who I was telling you about, who from the third world country, it say Rolf arrived first from the nineteen hundred, as the theory goes. His family had moved to Peach Creek in order to establish a farm on his land. Rolf died around nineteen o three when his family's farm animals stampeded and trampled him. This is supposed to be the reason as to why. He only has one cow, one goat, a few pigs, and a few chickens in the afterlife. Then, after him, uh, Johnny came. Uh, Johnny, his name Johnny Two by Four, came to the cul-de-sac not too long after Roth death. Like I told you, Johnny was the little black boy who had a piece of wood and named the plank. So it said, having no friends, Johnny took a marker and drew a face on a piece of wood and dubbed the plank. Though such behavior is considered unusual in modern time, it was considered simple childhood innocence and whimsy in his time. He died in 1922 after fighting a long battle with tuberculosis, six years before the discovery of penicillin. He took his friend Plank with him in the afterlife since he was the last thing that he saw in life before he died. Purgatory will also explain Plank's occasional sentient behavior, which is notably no uh which is notably demonstrated in the movie so like sometimes plank like like no like plank could be doing like little slick shit and be like like it'll, it'll like stuff will happen and then they'll show plank just sitting there but they but they won't put too much emphasis on it so now we first start getting into the eds so eddie like i told you he the leader of eddie and eddie it's like eddie came next he was born in New York, but eventually moved to Peace Creek during the Great Depression era, always trying to get 
a quick book. He always set up scams to get money from the Kodasek kids in an effort to escape the poverty he spent his whole life in. Eddie di didn't have a proper father figure since his real father abandoned him and his mother shortly after he was born. With this came the big bro he adored and idolized so much, uh, so very much despised the letters of Bruce and Nature. So his brother was like real abusive to him. Like he all like like if you watch Eddie and Eddie, you always know that Eddie talk make a big deal about his big brother. But his brother was always like doing green shit to him and being abusive. All right. After one of his scam scams went awry, Eddie was chased by the swindled children of the cul-de-sac and ran to the lake and jumped in it. Eddie ended up drowning in the lake, and soon he joined the other deceased children in the afterlife. Even though he was no longer alive, Eddie still tried to chase the almighty dollar by continuing to swindle, um, by continuing his swindling nature in the afterlife. See, this shit crazy. Like when you think, like the only reason I'm, I'm talking about, it, like, like, like I said, so I know I was thinking about Jane. Look, when you watch Eddie and Eddie, and you think about like how the show is, when you start reading theory, you be like, God damn, what the fuck? So, all right. So after Eddie passed, it was Ed and Sarah. So, uh. Ed and Sarah was the next to arrive at the cul-de-sac. Their father had died fighting in World War II, and as a result, their mother became distant and disconnected. To cope, Sarah developed her bossy attitude, trying to fill in the role their parents used to fill before their dad, father died and mother stopped caring. Conversely, Ed shut the world out and delved into the fantasy world of comic books and monster movies, which exploded in popularity during and after World War II in order to escape his unhappy life. They both died in a freak car accident in 1953, thus joining the past kids in death. Man, that shit crazy, bro. That shit crazy. All right, so Naz, she next. Naz is the girl I was telling y'all about who was popular throughout the um, throughout the color set. So let's say Naz was born in the 1960s hippie era. Described as a flower child, she was, ra she was rather flirtatious younger she was a rather flirtatious young girl who would always act that way towards the male children of the neighborhood in the summer of 1979 a serial killer escaped from a local asylum made his way into her house raped and murdered her along with her entire family god damn like what the what the fuck see i ain't even know that man that shit just got dark as hell quick as fuck all right so next was double d that's the last Ed from Eddie and Eddie. He was the smart one. All right. It's a Double D was born in the 1970s when preparing to attend college. When preparing, it's a Double D was born in, in the 70s when preparing to attend college from a young age became the society norm expectation and was raised by very strict, controlling, emotionally distant parents. They pushed him to succeed academically, academically and to be perfectly clean and neat. He is believed to have died as a result of a gas leak causing an explosion with the Bunsen burner from a chemistry set. Damn. So he just died accidentally. Okay. And then it was Kevin. And then you know what's so crazy? As I'm reading these, their personalities match up with these theories. Like, it, it really do because Naz really did act like a hippie and talk like a hippie and shit like this. So, all right. So Kevin, he was next. Kevin was born around the early 1980s. He was born to a broken down house, and he also had an abusive father who was poorly educated 
and his mother had passed away when he was a year old. Because of his home situation, Kevin would act out his frustration on the other children of the cul-de-sac, becoming a bully to cope with his repressed anger. His fascination with his bike fits right in with the rise of extreme sports and the birth of the popular X Games in 1995. On a night, on one night in the winter of 1999, his father fatally beat him in a fit of drunken rage, and he died while on his way to the hospital. His father was was then convicted of his murder and sentenced to life in prison. When Kevin entered to the afterlife, he reimagined his father as a look as loving and that he would shower him in gifts. He still kept bullying, he still kept his bullying ways in the afterlife, however. Shit. Damn. Bruh, I'm reading this and I'm like, man, what the fuck going on? All right. Ooh, we. All right, so Jimmy. So Jimmy was Sarah's best friend. Uh, that's the one who I was saying who was, uh, I believe, to be uh, part of the LGBTQ community because of his personality and uh, his he always hung with Sarah and shit like that. So I say Jimmy was the last child to enter the cul-de-sac. He was born in early 1900s and was diagnosed with leukemia. He never associated with the other cul-de-sac children because his parents believed he was too frail to be around other kids, and he remained bedridden for the remainder of his life because of this fact. After fighting a difficult battle with leukemia, Jimmy eventually succumbed to his illness, and soon the cul-de-sac purgatory was complete. Oh, shit. See, though I said, like, this popped up, like, like, this theory popped up Right after James was telling me about his like his theories with this with this movie and stuff, this one and the Rugrats theory. So let me scroll down. It say, it say evidence and points. This theory points to effects such as the children have green and blue tongues, and the tongue does in fact turn a bluish shade when you die. It say there is a conspicuous lack of adults and even other children. The summer is endless in the earlier seasons. The whole series take place in the same area. Damn. Fuck. I ain't even thinking about that. The, the whole the show show do say the, the show show do take place in the same area. Except for the very last season when they went to school. When they, when they went to school. And it always was summer. Damn, I ain't even thinking about that. Man. But yeah, though, like, like, I've been seeing a lot of, I've been seeing a lot of fan theory, like, like theories in general. Like I saw the, uh, like I said, I just read the Ed and Netta one. I saw the, um, the, uh, the Rugrats joint. That's the one that, that's the one that really threw me off. All right. So I'm, 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 I'm gonna read the Rugrats theory. And then after that, I'm gonna, uh, Go on to finish with the question and wrap up. All right, so the real rat theory is say the gist of it. It's a the real rat babies was really a figment of Angelica's imagination. I know, I know, I know everybody know what the real rats are. So <clears throat> it's a so the story goes. Chucky died a long time ago, along with his mother. That is why Chaz is a nervous wreck all the time. That's uh, Chucky's daddy. 
It say Tommy was a stillborn. That is why Stu was constantly in the basement making tours for the son who never had the chance to live. If you know anything about Rugrats, Stu was always in the basement making tours and coming up with inventions and stuff for, for babies and shit. All right. So the DeVilles had an abortion. Angelica could not figure out whether it would be a boy or girl, thus creating the twins. So the DeVilles was uh, Phil and Leo, mom and daddy. Right? So though, though, they, they basically saying that, though, that all the shit was a figment of Angelica's imagination. So if anybody remember, Rugrats had a spinoff called uh, Rugrats All Grown Up. So it's going to go into that. They say, as for all grown up, Angelica was a bipolar schizophrenic who, as a teenager, became addicted to various narcotics, bringing her back to her childhood, thus creating a world in her mind that she obsessed over. Because of the time lapse between the present and the last time she interacted with her imaginary world, she made them older. Angelica was constantly taking hits of acid so she would never have to live without her creations. To her, her creation was her only company in a judgmental world. Angelica's mom actually died of a heroin overdose. Angelica has schizophrenic disorder because she was a crack baby. <laughs> That's not funny. Additionally, Drew, in his depression, married a gold-digging whore who Angelica idolized as a high-powered businesswoman because she fooled herself into thinking it was her real mom. However, she always had a concept of her mom, Cynthia. She used a barber doll to mirror her birth mother's image, wearing an unwashed orange dress and jacked up hair, which is why she was so attached to it. God damn. Damn. See, like, this shit, because, like, Cynthia did like a little crack. Like, God damn. All right. It's a later in life, she followed in her mother's footsteps, dying of an overdose at age 13, when all grown up was canceled. Bro, though I said, bro, like this should, this should make you look at your childhood cartoons and stuff super differently. But I ain't start. Look, I'm gonna tell you how the algorithm and how stuff be listened to us. I ain't start seeing none of that shit until uh, James got on TNE and was talking about that movie. That's the crazy part about it. That's the that, that's the crazy part. But um, to put a pin in all this shit, I went all way. I went way off track. Put a pin in all that. I ain't gonna talk about religion on the Nirvana experience. Um, I had a friend named Cece. She asked me, "Have you ever given advice to your friend and they didn't listen, and you watched them crash and burn by the advice?" Nah, that ain't never happened. Actually, it was the opposite. I had my friends give me advice on what not to do, and I did the exact opposite, and I fucked myself all the way off. Like it happened many times in my life. Actually, too many times to even count. Um, after my mama passed on, I started slowing down and start being quick to listen and hear what folks have to say. Um, the people who I got in my life now, you know, they don't tell me nothing wrong. So when I'm fucking up, like I'm the type of person I admit when I'm fucking up and I always go like, I, I talk to my brothers and them about it, but I always go to James for some reason. Like every time I'm feeling some type of way, every time I'm, I'm thinking about fucking up, or if I did fuck up, I'll he do like one of the first people I go to. I'm like, man, fool, I'm dumb in hell. I fucked up. And then he was like, man, what you do now? And I tell that man, and then that's when he started getting on my head. But but that's what I appreciate. I believe that's why I go to that man like that because like 
I don't want to just hear shit that I I, I want to hear. I be I be want to hear the shit that I need to hear. And um, him being the person that he is, he gonna hold me accountable to my bullshit every single time. Even though I don't really do nothing no more, I can't be too scared to to do shit. Um, yeah, so it's been the exact opposite. I never gave my friends advice and they didn't listen, and then it just blew up. Now my brothers, on the other hand, them niggas is different. Like my brothers, man, I ain't, I ain't even get into that shit, cause oh we. But as far as my friends, no. Nah. All right, so this is the last question. Um, what made me even write this down? This one down. It wasn't said directly to me. It was told to my brother by somebody who was hating on me. It say, "What makes you think?" Your podcast is gonna blow up when other folks more funnier than you and more entertaining than you. I'm finna end I'm finna end this. I'm finna end this right now. All right. I don't care what other folks do on their podcast. I don't care what other folks talk about on their podcast. I don't care about none of that shit. I'm not comparing myself to them folks. I'm doing what I want to do. I'll do what I like to do. Doing TNE made me realize it's an audience literally for everybody. And for that person who said that shit, they, they ain't doing nothing really hating on me. Because I haven't even seen that man or spoke to that man in going on three years this year. So that's how I know I'm doing something I'm supposed to do. That's how I know I'm doing something right. I ain't going to put too much energy, energy into this shit because all I know is the Nirvana experience is going to be successful. It's going to take time. Like right now I'm in the phase that I, I like like just the phase I like doing the grinding phase, pause. I just like doing I just like doing this. I like the the phase of the phase of seeing you rise. The journey. Like the journey is fun. I don't I don't really know what's gonna happen in the end, but in my heart I believe that I'm gonna be successful. I, in my heart I believe that I'm gonna be successful with, with streaming and the Nirvana experience. I believe it in my heart. I really do. And that's all that matters. If I was comparing myself, I'm like, man, damn. Club Shay Shay, uh, Shannon Shaw, Club Shay Shay got 50 million views off one off one video. But then you got to sit back and be realistic. Shannon Sharp is a Hall of Fame football player. He was on first take and undisputed. Cat Williams is a comedian that's well known. And he exposes to like like it's a lot of factors that came into them doing them numbers. I'm not comparing myself to that shit. That's what they do. We run the Nirvana experience. We got the Nirvanians who listen to us, and that's all I care about. I don't care about the motherfuckers who hate on what I'm doing. All I care about is the people who care about what I'm doing. You'll lose so much energy and waste so much energy on your haters instead of putting on your energy and your love to the people who actually supporting you. You know what I'm saying? So that's why that's why I'm mad in my life right now. So I say that question from last to go on to say that because I know that I know that man gonna I already know that man gonna hear it. I know he is. So look, my work speaks for itself. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. Uh as always, I always say at the end of every show, 
I appreciate everybody who listened to the Nirvana Experience, whether you a new listener or a reoccurring listener. I really appreciate y'all because y'all making my dream come true. And I and I and I enjoy like talking to y'all and having my thoughts be heard and being listened to. Um I have a couple of, like I, I like I'm all I'm all booked up and everything. Like you don't have to worry about TNE like going nowhere. Uh, I don't know what episode I'm gonna upload next because I always say I always say I'm gonna upload some and then my mood change and I upload a different episode. So I ain't gonna even say who's gonna be on this week because I have a couple episodes in the chamber, but I just honestly don't know which one I'm gonna upload, to be honest. Uh but yeah though. I appreciate everybody. I appreciate what y'all do. I appreciate what y'all what y'all y'all spending y'all time with me because y'all can use y'all time to do anything else and listen to anybody else, but y'all chose to spend it here with me in the Nirvana experience. Um check out our socials, the Nirvana Experience on TikTok, the Nirvana Experience on the Reddit, uh Facebook, uh X and Twitter. Um check out our socials. If y'all got something y'all want to say, like like these questions from people who I know personally, but if y'all got like stuff that y'all want to talk about or got questions y'all want to ask me or anything like that, hit us up on the socials, on, on the TikToks, on the subreddits, the Twitters, everything. And uh, I'll see y'all next week. Peace.